Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by KPMG. At KPMG, innovation is the go-to state of mind. Their visionary thinkers and advanced technology help you see beyond the now, uncover new insights, and turn them into opportunities. KPMG can help you leverage the value of data and drive transformational outcomes through innovation. To explore their thinking, go to kpmg.us. podcast i am mike and i'm rusty so uh rusty we had to take a week off uh to invite people back into the show and why did we do that rusty oh uh i had a child you had a child yeah i had a, a baby boy That's 10 pounds amazing. 15 ounces congratulations little yeah, bobby little bobby <laughs> little bobby hill the boy ain't right <laughs> your boy's right though that's good I'm glad. Oh, absolutely. Man. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Very happy for you. You sent me those pictures, and I was like, oh. Yeah, goodness. he's a huge one. He's a big old boy. Like, when are we going to record again? Uh, all right. So, we are on season four, episode. I mean, season four. We're on season one. Yeah, season 14, episode 12. <laughs> <laughs> We're on yeah, season, season one, season episode one. eight. Episode eight. This is Shins of the Father. Yep, Shins of the Father. This is where we uh, actually introduced to. The patriarch of the Hill family, Cotton Hill. Yeah. Playing words, caught in hell. This is, uh, yeah, yeah. caught in hell. Uh, this is where we uh, meet uh, Didi. Yeah, you meet Didi as well. And her tatas. And her tatas, yep. which is Hank's uh, kindergarten uh, friend. They're both lefts. Yep. Uh, so we get, uh, we get started with this one uh, before the credits. Uh, yeah, this Bobby is, Hill. This no is one credits, of those ease yeah. ends, yeah, where uh, uh, Hank is upset because this letter came back that Bobby sent. He sent an invitation to his grandfather, Cotton, uh, and he said, Grandpa Cotton Hill, address Hell, USA. Hell, USA, yeah. <laughs> and then he <laughs> says, well, you know, your your grandpa lives in Houston, not Hell. <laughs> Which is kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's not too bad. For all those there, listeners yeah. in, our, in, in Houston. In Houston. Uh, it is kind of. And Argentina. Yeah, we found out today <laughs> that we have a ton of listeners in Argentina. 
So, uh, Hola. Ha- happy, <laughs> happy Argentina day. Uh, so, uh, he gets the letter back and Hank is obviously upset about it. And he asked how Bobby could have, uh, written that. And he said that Peggy said that cotton is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not, uh, he says, well, he's not the devil. He said, she said, I did not say that. She said, I said that, uh, he's evil. I don't know he's how you evil. get the devil from evil. From evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Add and, a letter, you know, add one letter there, Peggy. Yeah, absolutely. Boggle champ. You figured being a boggle champ, she'd be she, able to take evil and make anything well, out of it. She, uh, uh, the, the problem is that uh, Hank's still upset. He wants to know why Bobby wouldn't want his grandfather at, uh, at his birthday party. Yes, Bobby's birthday party's coming up. I, I think I left that part out. But uh, he says, well, you know, the kids are all, I don't want, I don't want grandpa there. The kids are already going to hate me because you got the wrong bean dip. The wrong bean dip. Yeah. The wrong bean dip. Uh, he said, what's wrong with it? Wait, what's wrong with your grandpa? <laughs> he talks about him having big plastic teeth and how he screams all the time that his legs, legs don't, don't work. work. Yeah. Which I think is one of the, one of my favorite, uh, memes or whatever you want to call it from this entire series. Just the fact that he's got shins that were blown off in WW2. Well, the, yeah, that the thing for me too is, is because anybody that got their shins blown off in WW2 didn't have their feet <laughs> sewn onto their knee. So that's, that's right. what, that's the whole funny part of it is that that's he gets right. his feet sewed to his knee instead of, you know, instead of having crutches or a wheelchair or something like that, yeah. like Lieutenant Dan or sure. titanium alloy, the stuff they made the spaceships out yeah. of, you know, he has his they feet. They put them right down, right onto <laughs> the bottom of his knees. On it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he, he talks about, um, how, uh, how he lost his shins defending Texas in WW2. Defending Texas, yeah. not the United not States, the US. not the world, not yeah. Europe, but he was defending Texas. No, it was Texas. So, uh, he, he tells Bobby to get over there and get on that phone and call your grandpa and invite him to your birthday party. So Bobby uh, waddles over to the phone, and he just pushes the pushes dials, like three buttons. He, and he puts three the phone numbers. up to his yeah. ear. He, has, he said, "Bobby, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, you got to hit more than three numbers." Yeah. Uh, so uh, that goes straight into uh, the credits, and we got no screaming and no uh, no cowbell. No screaming, no cowbell, or dinner bell, I guess. Dinner is. bell, so, yeah. Dinner bell, not cowbell. Yeah. We got neither one of those. Uh, so I think one of the things I did skip over is the fact that they were blowing up balloons for Bobby's party. Yeah. That's what I want to make sure I I want to make sure I mention this because, uh, not only are they blowing up balloons, but then Bobby takes them. He can't tie them. They die. And then Luann takes them and hangs them up anyway. Even oh yeah, so she's not, got limp balloons even, hanging all over yeah, the house. Yeah. Not, even, not even blown up. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That is good. Uh, so then we're gonna go into uh, uh, now we're at the party. Yep. Right. And um, uh, Peggy is talking to her friends about how um, how that damn cotton's coming to town. And uh, there's there's one friend I don't think they say her name, but you never see her again. Uh, there's, there's like four or five ladies over there, including Peggy. Oh yeah. You're talking about the, the, the dinner table or whatever at the, at the picnic table. Yeah. There's, there's, I think there's men and then there's just, there's one, I think there's one that's just yeah. some random yeah. woman in like, there's a, men, there's Peggy she's like in blue with some glasses on or something. Yeah. 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 And, uh, she, she asked what's wrong with him and she said, Oh, nothing. Just Hank's father driving in for the party. Uh, and then they all uh, talk about how crazy Cotton Hill is. 
Oh yeah, but uh, you skipped uh, Bill. So it, like right after the credits, it's got Bill in a slip and slide, and he's <laughs> running and he hits yeah. the slip and slide and he slides all the way down and he hits the fence and breaks the fence. He goes, "This thing's a this hoot. thing's a hoot." I got a splinter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a blowing through the fence. So this is where the ladies are gonna. Uh, this is a little bit of exposition where they tell us about uh, what has happened with Cotton. Uh, she talks about how he left Hank's mom. Uh, and married his 16, well, uh, the, the weird woman that we never see, but again, mm -hmm. she says that she heard that Cotton left, left Hank's mom and married his 16 year old nurse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she said, I don't think she's, I don't think she's 69, uh, 16. She's 39. Yeah, is 39. Yeah, thank you, thank very, you much. very much. Although well, parts, parts of, of her, her much younger. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, Bobby is trying to impress the kids at the party and the people at the party, and he's just dying out there. Nothing's oh, yeah. happening for Aren't him. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Right. And then he gets that one kid who's always, I can't remember his name, he's always uh, talking shit all throughout the whole show. Well, he's the one that's always like, you got divorced. You got divorced. Yeah, you got divorced. Your <laughs> that's what he says to Bill. Divorced. Later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he, he he's griping to, to Hank. Bobby's griping to Hank about how he can't, uh, get the get the crowd behind him. You know he's he's doing his best stand up routines. Like he, you know, he blew up a balloon with his nose. Yeah. Hank wants to know if he burped the alp of it. He said, "No, that's my closer. That's my closer, Dad." Yeah. yeah. He goes, "I even did this thing." And then that's the first time we get to see Bobby pull up his pants way high and well, go. He goes, what are, what you, are you talking, talking about? about? Yeah. His obvious Jewish character with high pants. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> and then it goes to. Uh, Dale, not Dale, sorry, Boomhauer, and you get the fat kids are always the funny ones. Dang old John Candy, John Belushi, not before they dug their graves. <laughs> Hank, uh, Hank is grilling burgers, of course, and yeah. uh, ask them which one they want. And uh, Bill says, says, I'll take that steak. He says, the hell you will. Did you win World War II? This ribeye is for my daddy. No, it was, man, it was, uh, it was uh, not Bill, it was, what's his name? Uh, Sufa Newsom phone. Oh, it was Khan. Yeah, it was Khan. Khan said, "Can I have that?" You know, because I mean, you know, Khan. And yeah, then they tell they tell Khan that he needs to get out of there because oh, yeah, if he, he finds out he's from Japan, Stray. yeah, if he <laughs> finds out from your Japan, you know how, how many, many times, times I tell you, <laughs> I'm the ocean. <laughs> how many times I tell you, stupid? Uh, so uh, then there is a little bit of a ruckus, and in comes Cotton riding a horse, riding a horse. Riding a horse. He's uh, happy birthday, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Hank, who never sees his dad for who he is. Never. Dad, you crazy son of a gun. You really outdid it this time. Well, you know me. I'm larger than life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm larger than life. <laughs> yeah, I'm larger than life. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, there's just nothing better to me than cotton. Nah, he's one of my favorite of the show. He's just so blatantly himself. Yeah. He he strolls right up to Khan and said, and and they're they're like, pick you a live one. <laughs> yeah, he said he he goes. Uh, uh, I think it was Bill that said, you know, he's he's from Japan or whatever, and he goes, yeah. nope, he's lay ocean. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like he can pick him like out. Even like even he, he knew. Nope. He's lay ocean. Nope. He's lay ocean. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he asked Bobby, how much you like this horse? He said, I love it. He goes, well, you can love it for four hours more because <laughs> obviously it's a rented horse. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, uh, everybody's gonna, gonna take a ride. Uh, the funniest thing or one of the funniest things about Cotton to me is just his lack of respect for Peggy. 
Also, complete lack of respect for Peggy. All he ever calls her is Hank's wife. Hank's wife. Hank's wife. Um, and so uh, Peggy has the same sort of uh, disrespect for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She always just calls him Cotton. Um, but uh, then we meet the infamous Didi. Yep. She walks Didi? in. Didi. Didi. So uh, uh, the first question he's got is, uh, how you like your mother's new tatas? Yeah, I like your mother's new tatas. Yeah, she's hey. not my mother. <laughs> what do you think of your mama's new tatas? Uh, Hank, uh, Hank is very adamant that this is not his mother uh, because they went to kindergarten Hell, together. we went to kindergarten together, yeah. And uh, Dee Dee's, Dee Dee's Looks just at him. an idiot. Yeah, she's, she is an uh, airhead for so, sure. Hank, do you, do you still like finger you painting? still like finger painting? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then Bill, uh, we see him at the food line, and and here's that kid. Um, and I can't oh, remember yeah. the kid's name. I know I we find out later, either. just simply because his family uh, uh, leaves him in the in the uh, photo booth. But yeah, uh, that's that's way way far away. Um, uh, so Stuart Bill Dooley, that's who it is. Dooley, Dooley. there we go. So uh, Dooley is in line with Bill. Bill's talking about how much fun he's having, and he's getting all his food on his plate, and Dooley looks at him and goes, you got divorced. Yeah, you got divorced. <laughs> you got divorced. No, no, your wife divorced your you. Your wife divorced yeah, you. Your wife divorced you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then uh, then we start talking about uh, the uh, the super squirter, and the super squirter's not working necessarily, and then uh, we're going to do a, uh, a pinata. Yep, Bobby's got the got the pinata out. He's gonna start smashing it, and he smashes it, and he smashes it, and nothing happens. No, and can't nothing do happens. Uh, Dale comes over and cuts a hole into it with his uh, with his pocket knife. Which I think it's funny because he goes, "Hank, the boy can barely reach it," and Cotton would never, Cotton would have never have lowered that pinata That's for right. Hank. That's right. But that yeah. shows like this is like a, a precursor to show like how close to him and Bobby are, which is really funny because Bobby is everything that. Hank never was, oh, yeah. and that Hank well, never could son be. He always wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, Bobby is smacking away at this thing, and he can't get anything to happen. And so uh, Cotton busts out the shotgun. Yeah, you can't give him a loaded shotgun. This is this is a present. You don't give a toy without batteries. <laughs> yeah. This is a present that he's given to Bobby. He's giving him a loaded shotgun. <laughs> Peggy has a real problem with this. Uh, does not want uh, her her boy to have a uh, a shotgun, uh, and then of course uh, uh, Cotton is like, "Do you see that, Hank? Tell your woman to give him back his gun." Yeah. So uh, um, he ends up shooting the shooting the pinata. Come and, and get your tootsie rolls. Come and get your tootsie rolls. <laughs> And then he comes up and he starts apologizing to him, saying, "Grandpa, I'm sorry. Or, you know, I'm sorry your grandpa ruined your birthday and all that." And he's mm-hmm. like, "He didn't ruin it. He made it fun." That's right. And then Bobby, they're picking up stuff with gloves on at this time. And well, then he shit, goes, if you, if "Bobby, you, come on over here, boy. <laughs> Take off them pink gloves. That's you, woman's work." If you look at, well, yeah, he's trying to help do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you look at, at at this from Bobby's perspective, I mean, this was the best party ever. He got a horse, a horse, a, he shot got a shotgun. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything happened that he wanted to happen and it didn't even matter that the bean dip was wrong at that nah, point. It didn't matter at all. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know what two, what 12 year olds are, you know, pissed off at what bean dip is there. I don't think it's, I didn't think 12 year olds were that wrapped up in bean dip. No, I didn't think they were that wrapped up in bean dip either, but it's uh, a popularity contest with bean dip. 
obviously the bean dip is a big big thing for 12 year old kids in Arlen, texas so anybody out there whataburger send, spicy send all ketchup. your bean dip recipes <laughs> whataburger spicy ketchup uh bean dip uh yeah. probably those uh those uh pink panther um ice creams with the bubblegum oh, eyes off the truck yeah, yeah sure yeah, there you go. i can imagine all those are a big deal yeah so bobby is over there trying to help do dishes and and cotton yells at him about having the pink gloves on tells him to come on over and um Peggy, once again, with a little bit of of anger towards Cotton, says, you know, he's a good boy. He's a good helper or whatever. And he goes, that's woman's work. That's woman's work. (laughs) So uh, Dee Dee, Dee Dee is, uh, oh, I do the dishes. I like doing the dishes. And so uh, Cotton's very proud of this. Permission granted. (laughs) I have never understood what that relationship is or how it happened. How does how does Cotton end up with this thirty six year old thirty nine year old woman? How do you think that happens? This is a guy who doesn't have any shins. Oh, I don't know. He's got to be what late sixties, early seventies, yeah. if not older. Um, well, shit, he fought in World War Two. World War Two, but it's in the nineties, so yeah. the, so he'd at least be in his sixties, right? He's got to uh, be in his sixties, probably late sixties. Sixties. She's thirty nine. Where do where do they do they ever explain where they meet? Uh yeah. Oh, she was his nurse. She was his nurse. Yeah, that's right. That's why they that's say right. 16-year-old nurse. That's what the joke is. That's right. So he starts quizzing Bobby about what he's going to do with his life. And Bobby says that he's going to Oh, gonna hold be, on, hold on. You missed yeah. one of the best parts. Yeah. He goes, so he goes, because when she says cotton, I'll do the dishes. He goes, permission granted. Put an apron <laughs> over your new bosom, too. Don't tell her, but I got them cheap. Both lefties. <laughs> They're both lefties. <laughs> yeah, That's both right. lefties. That's right. Uh, so he's quizzing Bobby about what he's going to do yeah. with the rest of his life. And Bobby says he's going to be a prop comic. Uh, he's working on a routine where he puts a green bean up his nose. Well, now that sounds promising. That sounds yeah. promising. Now, if Hank were to say something like that when he was a kid, there's no way that would No, pass. and that's the thing is, uh, I think the reason why he likes Bobby so much is that Bobby never never tries to be anything but Bobby. I and guess. And Hank spends his whole life within this, yeah. you know, I don't think that's who he really is or wants to be inside kind of thing. Trying to live up to his dad. beat his ass his whole life, you know, yeah. wrote his ass the whole time. And now... We just ignored him, Just too, ignored him. For the most yeah, part, yeah. Just yeah. ignored him. And when he did, you know, when he did not ignore him, it wasn't generally a positive thing or, you know, taking your son out to go see the cows having sex on the side of the road and stuff. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> so uh, uh, Hank comes walking in and he asks what they're talking about and he says that... Uh, Bobby's going to be sticking vegetables up his nose. Yeah, yeah. me and Bobby decided he's yep. going to stick vegetables up his nose. Yeah, uh, he said he's not going to take over the family gas station. Well, Dad, I don't work at a gas don't station. Don't work at a gas station. I sell propane and propane accessories. Don't sass me, boy. You ain't too big for me to give you a licking. <laughs> yeah. Dad, you old skunk. <laughs> I don't understand how Hank can continue to respond to Cotton this oh, way. I don't know. And then he, he goes, come on, Grease a- Monkey, let's tangle. He just <laughs> yeah. wants his approval so badly. You know, I mean, that's all it is. He's just looking for approval at all times. Yeah, that's when he breaks the dish or whatever. Yeah, just starts busting dishes and stuff. Come um, on, Grease Monkey, let's tangle. Yeah. <laughs> to his own we, son. We also find out that the horse has run away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Cotton, Cotton's like, oh, don't worry about the horse. If it comes back, we'll call the rental place. <laughs> so somewhere in between Houston and Arlen, Texas, there's a place where you can rent a horse for four hours. Yeah. Uh, and, and cotton, and, and I'm assuming that there's clip clopping down rainy street somewhere in the alley. Yeah. I'm assuming that there's not like rental insurance. You can get on a horse like you can on a, on a vehicle or anything because this thing's gone and he's not even worried about it at all. 
So they are, uh, and when I say they, I'm talking about Cotton and Didi. They are getting ready to go. Uh, the party's over, the fun stopped, and they go out to start the car, and it won't start. Won't start at all. And see, this is, uh, this is, it seems like every episode that has either one of his parents in it, whether it be his mom or his yeah. dad, is always an episode, you know, stewed in chaos. So that's, that's one thing I wanted to point out, like what we'll see later on in other episodes with Cotton or, you know, Hank's mom, it's always some type of chaos that's going to, going to ensue. Yeah. So here... They go outside to look at the car, and boom, he says, well, I can't hear the solenoid plunger. Yeah, he's like, it's the strangest thing. I've never seen mm-hmm. a solenoid just disappear. And Luann, though, is is ready to help. She's ready to crawl under that car and fix it. And uh, uh, Cotton is, um, thanks a lot, girly, but the truth is you're a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he says, we're going to have to wait till your gas station opened up in the morning. Talking to Hank. Cause yeah. of course he doesn't listen yeah, to him. He thinks, he, thinks he works at the gas over. station. I'm staying over. I wish he could. Uh, but we're all out of beds. And then one of the funniest lines is I don't need a bed. I can, I can sleep, sleep in, in a drawer, drawer after what they <laughs> did to me overseas. <laughs> That's right. I don't need a bed. I can sleep in a drawer. <laughs> Bobby of course is very happy. And he says that he offers that he can sleep on the couch. Uh, and, uh, cotton of course is like, Oh, that'd be fine. You know, not a big deal. Peggy, however, has, has a, uh, has a big problem with this. Yeah. Her and Hank have to go to the side of the house. They have to talk about her, uh, his dad, Satan and, uh, how that ill mannered, foul mouthed old man is not going to spend another moment in her house. Yeah. She don't like him whatsoever. No, she really doesn't. And Hank, Hank and she is, even tells him, "You can't see your father for who he truly is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hank is, uh, you, you know, you don't understand him. That men love him, and that's why women don't like him. Which is funny because as much as she hates him right now, there's an episode later on that will eventually hit where Peggy actually, uh, if it wasn't for him, she would never be able to walk again. Right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Because he killed fifty men. Uh, <laughs> and lost his shins in Japan. <laughs> so I, I'm going to read a little excerpt from this uh, this exchange between Hank and Peggy. Okay. Um, he uh, This is starting off with Hank. Uh, I'm sorry, starting off with Peggy. You just cannot see your father for who he is. Well, Bobby and I both want him to stay, says Hank. Um, that means you're outvoted. Uh, and she says, well, Luann agrees with me. And so... <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and then one of the funniest thing that Hank says in the entire thing is, well, Jesus loves him, so I win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, anyway, they end up staying. Uh, Dee Dee and him are going to gonna, gonna uh, bunk there that evening. And, of course, uh, there's Mr. Khan, my bags. <laughs> yeah, my bags. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now we are uh, fast forwarding to the next morning. Everybody has slept, and uh, uh, Bobby and Cotton are sitting at the uh, breakfast table, and uh, uh, he wants to know if Hank has fixed his car yet. Hank says, I hadn't gotten to it yet, Dad. I just woke up. 7 a.m.? He said, just at 7 a.m., yeah. <laughs> it's just you 7 a.m. You army, you could have dug 10 graves by now. <laughs> I hope you're all hungry. Yeah, and then uh, Peggy, uh, being the dutiful wife here, she has provided breakfast for everybody. Yeah, uh, but Cotton, it's just not good enough for him because nope. he's got steak, he's got his bacon, he's got all the meats except for the sausage, and he wants to know where his sausage is. 
down at the Safeway. That's right. It's <laughs> yeah, down that's at the Safeway. At. That's right. You're welcome that's right. to march yourself down to the Safeway. See, Bobby, woman works, man loses his sausage. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> From the host of the popular podcast, The Only One in the Room, Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins is a propulsive and vivid memoir about the journey to sobriety and self-love amidst addiction, privilege, racism, and self-sabotage. Best-selling author Holly Whitaker calls it an irresistibly delicious story. And MacArthur Foundation fellow and best-selling author Kiese Lehman says Stash is emotionally riveting. Buy Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins now wherever books are sold. Looking to start a business? You'll need a registered agent to receive legal notices and documents on your behalf. Look no further than Universal Registered Agents. Our team of professionals will ensure you never miss an important document, and we can even help you form your business with services like entity formation and document filing. Plus, we'll help you switch to our service for a lower cost and pay the change fees. Trust Universal Registered Agents to help your business succeed. Contact us today to learn more. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba 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 ba. Yeah, she says, Cotton, I'd love to debate this with you, but I'm a little too busy living here in the latter half of the 20th century. That's yeah. right. And, and Hank, again, which this is a show that is that really explores the latter half and oh, the yeah. beginning of this century. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the latter half of the 20th century. Uh, Hank, uh, again, not being able to see what's going on, uh, just agrees with Cotton that he can drive Bobby to school, but not in his car. He's going to drive it in Hank's truck. And so Hank says he'll go uh, put the uh, pedal extenders. In. Yeah, I'll go rig up your pedal extenders. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go rig up your pedal extenders. Um, and then, of course, uh, Cotton always having something to say to women. Uh, he is talking to Luann and uh, tells Luann that she's all skin and bones. She needs to put some corn pone yeah, on them some hips. some corn pone on them hips. Yeah, corn pone. Luann says she doesn't want any, and uh, she doesn't want to get fat. And he goes, well, that's not for you to worry about. Men are the ones that tell you if you're attractive or not. That's yeah, right. You'll you never will, know. You'll never know if you're attractive. <laughs> it's up for a man to tell you that. Yeah. You keep right. eating, and I'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> and, and then Luann gets pissed because he, Oh, she's feisty. Luann yeah. is feisty, yeah. He puts his hand on her, and, and uh, she says, you know, touch me again. You'll be wearing that corn bone, old man. I don't mean, forget she where she comes him. from. She oh, come, yeah. She comes from a woman who stabbed her husband sure. with a fork. Oh, she comes from a trailer park, too. So, and she, she's yeah, ready she's to a fight. scrapper. And, well, you know, and uh, she's a mechanic, too. She can work on cars and mechanics' forearms from working on vehicles. I'm sure she'd sure. slap somebody around. Oh, I have no doubt she'd get yeah, in the middle of a tough. fist fight. She doesn't have any problem with that. Oh, no. So, instead of taking Bobby to school, where does he take him? Oh, doesn't he take him? He takes him to the bar. So oh, he yeah, takes he takes him, him to the yeah. bar. Yeah, he takes him to he the bar. To Sorry, the bar. yeah, yeah, he takes him to the bar. I thought we were at the part where he takes him to the hotel. No, no yeah, he takes him to the bar. Yeah, he yeah, says, yeah, yeah. He said, Bobby's like, are you sure it's okay for me to be out of school today, Grandpa? He goes, oh, yeah, it's a holiday, isn't it? It's Angie Dickinson's birthday. Angie Dickinson's birthday, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he lets Bobby order food, which Bobby is extremely excited about because... His uh, dad never lets him order food. Hank yeah. never lets him order food. Yeah. Well, you ain't with your daddy today. So uh, Bobby then gets to see once again how Cotton treats women. 
because he slaps the uh, waitress on the butt and says, uh, how about some sandwiches? Yeah, how about some sandwiches? Yeah. The problem that you have here is that Bobby's being shown how not to act. How not to basically, act. Basically, right? Which isn't the first time. And Bobby is a sponge for this stuff because whenever they go to Louisiana later on to go meet Bill's family, yeah. he uh, turns into this Southern Belle and wears all these fancy suits. And I'm just wilting, you know. And then, uh, you know, he does this so much. He's a chameleon. He takes in, uh, right. takes on all these people's personas and dresses like them and acts like them. He does it also with uh, Buck Strickland too on the golf course. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely with Buck. Buck is is kind of kind of ends up being a substitute for Cotton. It's and uh, whenever Cotton's not around. Oh, absolutely, and he does a good job at it too. So this is when we find out that the solenoid has disappeared, and Dale, of course, is there to lend his opinion on how strange things happen, like solenoids disappearing. Yeah. Uh, because one day his cousin woke up and his kidney was gone. And at the same time, 500 miles away, a woman in Phoenix contracted diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like, <laughs> what's don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah. 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 yeah so, uh, Luann actually ends up fixing yeah, the car. Yeah. I fixed it. Uncle Hank. Yeah. And how it just purrs like a kitten. Dang old kitten. Yes. Yeah, just purrs like just a dang old kitten. And then it, it's just so weird. Like Hank is out of the blue. Well, my dad sure knows how to take care of cars. Like he took care of it or something. He didn't. He didn't take care of no, it. No, the car is the car is a piece of junk. Uh, but uh, he ta- <laughs> Hank tells the story about how his mom made him a uh, chamois suit when he was a baby, yeah. and Cotton would just let him crawl all over the hood <laughs> and buff it till it shined like Christmas. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, and then uh, Hank is reminded by the guys uh, about that time that uh, Cotton took them all to Hotel Arlen. Yeah. Hank, you won the big game, so I'm buying you and your friends hookers. Yeah. <laughs> now go on, boy. Pick, pick out a live yeah, one. Yeah, pick yourself out a live one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is not uh, probably not the way to, to treat your kids. But again, uh, this is a guy that, that took him out to see cows doing it. Well, the, to teach him the birds and the yeah, bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's actually, it, it's it's kind of crazy how common that, that is in, uh, in certain... Uh, and you know for certain oh, yeah. generations yeah. where their dad took them to go meet a hooker yeah and then we find out that uh the solenoid was was uh taken out on purpose absolutely yeah they ended up finding some uh another part of the car that was wrapped up somewhere they find it wrapped up, up in, in a pants, bunch of old yeah. t-shirts uh up in up in the room that they were staying in little, little bitty pants yeah. under a big pile of lies yeah <laughs> yeah um th- it, you know, again, Hank, with his avoidance of the whole thing, uh, uh, tells Peggy that he just uh, that his dad just wanted to spend some more time with him. That's why he did that. Yeah, and she said, you made it so hard for him, and he's afraid to ask. Hank tells Peggy that, sorry. He says, yeah, you made it hard for him, and he's afraid to ask. He says, you're right. It's my fault. Why didn't I serve that poor man his sausage? Yeah, and then you've got... Uh, yeah. Then you've got Luann. She's found the timing belt also. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> the, ti- the, he got the timing belt in the laundry. Yeah. yeah. You want me to wash it with the darks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Bobby and Cotton are sitting in their underwear and uh, he goes, good morning, angels. I think, that, uh, yeah. do I have an assignment for you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he he loves the fact that it's uh, Shelly Hack. Yeah. Shelly Hack's his, his, his big thing. That's like getting a shimp. Because Shelly Hack was only on Charlie's Angels for yeah, 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 you know, yeah. very, for, very short time. For a very time. short yeah. time, yeah. Uh, but they're both sitting there with their pants off, and uh, uh, Peggy is trying to find out uh, what uh, what Cotton's doing to Bobby, basically, here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it's actually Hank. Uh, but uh, well, what I'm saying is, Bobby ends up slapping his mom on the butt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking about where he slaps? Yeah, he slaps his mom on the butt and everything, yeah. and she gets pissed off or whatever because of yeah. uh, they're sitting around in their underwear and stuff like that. And that's not that's not some Hank does or nothing like that. And then uh, she goes, uh, she's ready for him to leave. Ready for him to leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We can't leave because uh, uh, you know because of the car. And Peggy says, "Well, Hank fixed it." He goes, oh, that's a good one, Hank's wife. A woman fixing a car that's like a pig trying to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, Luann fixed it. Yeah, he said, actually, Luann fixed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Luan a good one, it. Hank's wife. Yeah, a woman fixing a car that's like a pig trying to read. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Bobby slapping his mom on the butt becomes a big deal. And this kind of opens up Hank's eyes a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So, uh yeah, and she, she starts telling him, you know, I'll tell you where he got the idea. He goes, well, I don't know where you got the idea. You could slap your mother's behind or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she says, yeah, well, you get it from your father. That's where he got the idea from. It's your fault for not nipping it in the bud. I like that nipping it in the bud. You yeah. know that term? He it's a talks, very southern term. Yeah, he talks about how he can't change his father and stuff. But the problem is, you know, he doesn't need to change his father. He just needs to tell his father to get the hell out. Yeah, <laughs> it's what just, he needs yeah, to do. You're both peacocks. You're both men. Yeah, yeah. Tell him to go home. Yeah. Oh, and then this is funny, this part right here. So uh, he goes, so what are you, he said, what are you, a feminist or something like that? And then she goes, uh, uh, I'm not a feminist, Hank. I am Peggy Hill, a citizen of the Republic of Texas. I work hard, I sweat hard, and I love hard. I got to smell good and look pretty while I'm doing it. So I comb my hair, I reapply lipstick 30 times a day, I do your dishes, I wash your clothes, and I clean the house. And not because I have to, Hank, because of a mutual unspoken agreement that I've never brought up because I'm too much of a lady. 30 times a day. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is where uh, uh, Peggy's spitfireness really comes out. Like she, she can get super riled up. Yeah, she can get riled up too over almost anything. But boy, if you get in the way of her parenting, Bobby, you yeah, got, you got some sure. real problems here. And there's a big barrier too that she has that uh, you know you could, especially with Cotton, she uh, she's not ever afraid to break that barrier between hey Hank, you need to handle your dad. She don't care who's in her house. She said, it's my house. I'm going to handle it however I want to handle it. So she let Hank take it to a certain point. And when she realized Hank wasn't going to do anything about it, she made sure that something got done. I really like that about her. Yeah. And that's, uh, and everybody, you know, back to the Twitter thing where they said she's a bad mom or a bad person or whatever. She's not a bad person right here. And this proved, this is another point that you could use to where she's not a bad mom. No, she's honestly a pretty good mom to Bobby, uh, because Bobby is, uh, is not the most, uh, easily parented kid. No, he's not. I believe. Uh, but even though I, I think it's okay that you sit around your underwear, that's not, that should be. An issue. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an American, right? Yeah. Um, she, uh, uh, so, so she talks Hank into finally saying something to his dad mm-hmm. and, uh, he comes up and says, uh, dad, I need to talk to you about some things you've been telling Bobby. Well, I've been t- telling Bobby a lot of things. Uh, for example, I told him how I lost my shins defending our country. And then he goes into this whole story, and this is where we finally meet. Yeah, he tells it to, he says, he says to Bill, you want to hear that story, Fatty? Yeah. Sir, yes, <laughs> sir, sir. Yes, sir. But he, he goes into the story about how Uncle Sam uh, uh, put out the call. He lied about his age. He signed up. He, uh, he went over to beat the Nazis in Italy. 
then they shipped them to the Pacific Theater. A Tojo, Tojo, Torpedo uh, sent our troop ship to the bottom. I could only save three of my buddies, and this is where we meet Fatty, Stinky, Stinky and, and Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, they were like, you fellows, only one of them was from Brooklyn. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, out of the sun came Tojo Zero and put 50 bullets in my back. 50. 50 bullets yeah. in his back. 50 bullets in my back. The yeah. blood attracted sharks. I had to give them to Fatty. Then things took a turn for the worse. I made it to an island, but it was full of Tojos. They were spitting on the U.S. flag. Yeah, that's probably just like, and then on the on, on the TV show, <laughs> it shows him and he's looking down, uh, down off of a hill. And it's just like these yeah. Japanese soldiers with a flag yeah. spitting they on it. They were just spitting yeah. on the flag. And then they spotted him and they shot his shit. But it was off. a trap. Yeah, he said, that's but it was right. a trap. <laughs> Last thing I remember is I beat them all to death with a piece of fatty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I woke up in a field hospital and they were sewing my feet to my knees. Yeah, again. Sewing my feet Somebody to my knees. Somebody had to pick up his feet. Yeah, put them, <laughs> put them in a bag and carry them with them. Somebody had to pick up his feet and take them to him, yeah. But I really like uh, one of my favorite parts of the animation on this part is the uh, part where they animate him getting shot up by the uh, Japanese machine gun. And uh, he does the old body motion and everything. Yeah. And his legs yeah. get blown out. Yeah. yeah. Now, he's told this entire story that takes like like 10 minutes to tell. And then he's like, what is it you wanted to talk to me about, Hank? Yeah. <laughs> Finally at that. And Hank's like, well, nothing, I guess. Connie is looking kind of chunky. Oh, Bill, uh, we're back to Bobby. Sorry, yeah, at the, yeah. Uh, at the cafeteria table. Yeah, yeah, you've had enough cake, Connie. Looking kind of chunky. Uh, what are you doing? A man's got to tell a woman when to stop eating. He goes, uh, well, you're looking kind of chunky. She's moody. Must be PBS. Must be the PBS. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, so, uh, again, we go into the point where, uh, Oh, and then Bobby, after he says must be PBS, he looks over at, uh, uh, Joseph and he says, let's go. I got to go see a man about a horse. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he tells him to bust his tray. And then that's when yeah. cotton launches into the whole thing about it being woman's work. That's again. woman's work. And same yeah. deal with Bobby. Bobby's starting to talk about that. And then he does woman's work, woman's work. And then boom, the whole cafeteria blows up into a food fight. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing is, you know, uh, Cotton is proud of what Bobby did, chanting about the cake and the woman's work and all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. So uh, and it, it cuts to Hank sitting in, in his office yeah. with a guy standing at the, at the office, you know, coming to buy propane. And he's sitting there, you know, thinking out loud, he's, but he's a war hero. She's my wife. He's got no shins. And he's trying to justify yeah. his dad yeah. over his wife, which you should never, that's, there's it's never just justification. A, Your wife should be number one. But then he says, oh, I'm just trying to get a little propane here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, Peggy informs him that Bobby was sent home uh, from school today for starting a sexist, sexist riot. riot. <laughs> a sexist that's riot. Right. Yeah. That's right. I like that. <laughs> so again, like I say, uh, uh, Cotton is proud of Bobby and uh, this is just a little too much for everybody. Yep. Uh, this is the point where uh, Hank starts defending his son, starts defending his wife, and uh, finds out that uh, I guess he kind of kind of opens his eyes a little bit. Because yeah, absolutely. For Hank, honestly, you know, you don't screw with his family. No, not at all. And, you know? and, and uh, it takes a while to get there for him because we're like we're at the end of a, the end of the twenty-two minute episode. Yeah. And it takes a while for him to get there, but that gives you the tale of morality at the end, you know, that, you know, family's always number one. It doesn't matter if it's mom, dad, whoever it's, you know, your, your wife and your kids are, should 
take precedence over sure. everything. It didn't matter in the world. Yeah, Hank is to this point where uh, he's ready for his dad to leave at this point. Yeah, he's so, ready to have his the sanctity of his... Uh, uh, sanctuary. Yeah. Well, and he's ready for his wife to be respected and his, his kid to go back to the way it was. And yeah, and I mean, he's weird already. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need any extra help. Yeah. Hank, Hank starts telling him about how, uh, well, uh, before we say that, uh, I think the real, real tipping point here is, is a, the sexist riot, but then also the fact that now, uh, cotton wants to buy Bobby a hooker. Yeah, he takes him to the and hotel so, Arlen, and this is crazy because when they first get to the hotel, uh, there's a sign out front that says uh, it's like a woman's conference yeah, or something. That's right. That's right. Uh, woman Trial Lawyers Association conference is going on, <laughs> so they walk in and there's you know there's it's just women everywhere at the and that's that's uh, that's the funny part. So he walks in and he goes. Uh, the little de- he said devil took the uh, Bobby off to Hotel Arlen. So uh-huh. when they get there, he goes, Bobby, I'm proud for what you did at school today. So I'm buying you a hooker. Go ahead and pick yourself out a live one. A this, live one, what? And he's like, hey, cutie, you got your papers? Bobby, get over here now. <laughs> this is this is the point where Hank uh, breaks. And oh, yeah, he snaps. Yeah, yeah, he snaps on this part because he finally if tells you go him back to when Hank, it goes back to the flashback with Hank and the guys yeah. when they're doing it, yeah. Hank was ridiculously. Yeah, he was balling. Obnoxiously uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was just balling the whole time, and he, he just couldn't He couldn't do it. No, he, he had a conversation you, instead you, of you feel, consummation. Yeah, you feel, <laughs> you feel like <laughs> the other three went through with it. They yeah, didn't have yeah, any yeah. Oh, no it. problem. Bill, Bill, Bill Dozer at the time. Nah. Yeah, Bill Dozer, yeah. Boomhauer, especially Dale. Yeah, he was running through defensive lines and hookers. He didn't care. Yeah. Bill was there. And Dale was a towelboy at the time, so uh, he was probably happy for the action. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it, it, finally, we get Hank standing up to his dad. He tells him how um, uh, number one, he starts off with "No wonder mom left you," which that is a huge thing for Hank to say. Oh, real big thing. He never blamed his dad for this thing. Yeah. And now, at this point, he's, he blaming is, him. he's snapped, right? She he, was a strong lady, classy and smart like Peg. Maybe right. you couldn't handle that, but I can. My marriage is a partnership of equals. <laughs> Peggy might do all the housework, but there are a lot of other things that I'm supposed to do. But I'm not going to say what they are because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> I'm a gentleman. <laughs> the other things I'm supposed to do. Well, it's funny because she says the same thing, too, in her argument. She says, but I'm a lady. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he's a gentleman. Uh, and uh, uh, Cotton is pretty much convinced that uh, he is just the puppet of Peggy. Uh, and Hank convinces him that, no, I'm not. She's and, making you say this. Yeah. yeah. And it's time for you to go. Uh, it, when, when Hank gets to the point where he's telling his dad to go, you know, things have hit oh, it's the wall. time to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he said, I got DD out in the car packed up, ready to go. The car's idling, better hurry up and hop out in it. <laughs> yeah. He's ready for his dad to go. Yeah. Yeah. The part. Okay. So he tells DD out, out in the car or whatever. And then, uh, as, uh, Cotton's walking away, he goes, I never thought I'd see the day when my own son would stop loving me. And there's like this pause <laughs> for a second. He goes, it's about time. Love's for sissies. <laughs> Ain't that right, you house full of hookers? He's talking to the women's conference. <laughs> yeah. All right, ho- hookers, listen up. I'll be back next year, so don't be jacking up your prices. Yeah. I'll be staying over at Hank Hill's home. Yeah, and he's got to eat. He, he, uh, and then we've got Hank trying to get Bobby back on the straight and narrow. So uh, he tells him to forget all that gobbledygook that your grandfather told you. you got to listen to your mother. She knows best, and then Bobby fires back with, but she's a woman. But she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. And How could she know mu- better than Grandpa? Hank tells him that uh, it's because she's a lot smarter than him, for one. And that is... Debatable. 
Well, I, I don't know if it's debatable necessarily, <laughs> but she's she's definitely a lot easier to get along with. Even, oh, absolutely. Even, Peggy's, Peggy's a handful, but she's a hell of a lot easier to get along with than Cotton. Um, but uh, anyway. Well, depending on the situation, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, she rushes into burning buildings, you know, and she jumps out of airplanes. And Yeah, she, she is. She's different. She comes back from things. Where they she's say got she's built different. Size yeah. 16 triple E's. Really built you different. Know? <laughs> yeah, she's definitely. Triple old, skis. She's definitely yeah. bigger. Uh, so anyway, uh, Hank, Hank talks to Bobby about how uh, his mom is really the person he ought to be respecting, not his grandfather. And uh, finally, uh, he tells them that uh, when you're older, I hope you're lucky enough to find a girl that you can be friends with, too. And this, yeah. is, this is really the, the touching part of it here, yeah, where it Hank, Hank really kind of tells Bobby how much he loves his mother. Because I can't imagine that Bobby has seen this a lot. No, there's probably there's not, not a lot, a lot of, of affection. affection. There's yeah. probably not a lot of hand-holding or sitting on the couch now, snuggled up. When, when Hank finally takes a poop, there's a big hug. And all that's the and then that's the and <laughs> that's the catalyst. That's the catalyst. Yeah. And I think there's the only reason why he's accepting of that hug is because they all thought he was going to have to have his colon cut out and be on a colostomy bag for the rest of his life. Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby questions the fact that uh, that he'll be able to get somebody as good as his mom, and and Hank tells him that uh, if he if he stops slapping those girls around on the butt, then he'll do fine. Yeah, wait till you're in a relationship with them first because yeah. they actually like it, but. Uh, <laughs> But he, he tells does, me he'll do he'll do okay. Yeah. He does go out saying that women were not put on this earth to serve you and me, which is pretty. And the funny part of that is, yeah. is there was a woman that was serving them that ice cream. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I think that's part of the joke. As he's saying that, a woman walks up to the window to take their ice that's cream right. order. Yeah. That's right. No, I think that uh, that this shows uh, once again. I, I think a lot of people have the wrong idea about this show and about Hank Hill. Uh, being a racist, a homophobe, uh, a sexist, and all this stuff. And Hank is literally none of those things. Hank is very progressive, actually. He is. For, and for, uh, for, uh, Hank is progressive, but he doesn't know it. Yeah, but he doesn't know it. Yeah. Because Hank is just a good person. He's just himself. He's, he's just, just being, a, he's, he's just doing what's right. And he, that's what he, he says. He really is. He says when he was talking about, well, I don't hate Khan. As yeah. a, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't hate him because he's Laotian. Yeah. I hate him because of who he is, because yeah. of the man. I hate him because of the man. Yeah. yeah. Not because of where he comes from. Yeah. yeah. No, this is a great episode because uh, uh, it really sets um, uh, it sets Cotton up as the villain here. Oh, easy! Cotton's going to be the villain every time you see him from now on. You know, there's there's no soft. Well, not every side. time. There is there is a soft side. Well, not soft. Which one? Uh, whenever Peggy falls out of the airplane and she oh, breaks her legs, yeah, yeah. and uh, is, he's still not soft. So I agree with you that there's never sure. a soft side, but there sure. is a softer side. There is maybe a little like bit softer side. But concrete to like wood. You man, know, wood's a little dude, softer than concrete, but it's dude, still hard. This dude <laughs> yeah. is a pain in the butt. He is, yeah, he is, he is pain not in the a, shins. He's, he's, a, he's a shin splint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is not a good guy. You know, my wife had shin splints last night. Oh, she did? did was I she never, running on concrete? No, no. She goes, She goes. I got a I got a shin splint. And I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. Did you really get it from running on yeah. rough sur- or like hard yeah. surfaces? She was I don't like, really know what a shin splint is because I don't really run anywhere. She was hobbling all over the house last night. And and all I could think of was Cotton. You know, Cotton she, Hill. <laughs> was she walking around telling she killed 50 men with a knife <laughs> she, in her head? I killed did, 50 men. She did not say she had killed 50 men. No, she was in, uh, she was in a lot more pain than, uh, oh, okay. than I think Cotton ever was. That's the other thing. Um, Cotton never talks about. It's got to be painful to walk around on your feet and your knees, right? 
Well, not if you killed 50 men. I mean, he's <laughs> done two what, worse things. Is that what yeah. does it? He got shot in the back 50 four, times, 50 times yeah. by 50 times a, a by Japanese Tojo's. Zero plane. Right. He got shot in the back by a plane 50 times. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, he fought Italy. I mean, he's fought in two different you yeah. know, theaters of war. Yeah. I don't know. He might just be built different. Yeah, they might have done some... Uh, He's like a six million dollar man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some but early shorter. experimentation. It might have been like yeah. there might be no nerves. Maybe that's where it that titanium is, huh? around. Yeah, the titanium alloy from yeah. the space shuttle. Yeah, maybe they put it all over his shins. Yeah. Well, this is a uh, fantastic episode again. Season one, episode eight, uh, Shins how, of the Father. How funny would it have been though if Lieutenant Dan and Cotton Hill served <laughs> together actually in in yeah. combat zone yeah. or I one of or one of the relatives of lieutenant cuz lieutenant Dan was Vietnam so maybe cuz you know how I had a relative die in every single American uh-huh. war so maybe maybe I, he served with lieutenant Dan's dad lieutenant I just wonder Dan the first do you think uh does Cotton eat shrimp Probably not. I don't. I, I don't imagine, picture him as a guy who I don't enjoys think he seafood eats too seafood. much. I don't think he eats rice. Either. I don't think he would yeah. eat rice either because yeah. he was in a Japanese, because of the war. He was in a Japanese camp. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that was a lot of rice. Probably a lot of rice. Yeah, probably a lot of fish too. Yeah, I just don't see him as eating shrimp. That's the only thing I can't think that he and Uncle or yeah. he and Uncle Dan. I'm only eating American food. He yeah, and, he corn and, dogs and hot dogs. <laughs> corn, yeah, corn dogs and hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, again, first time we saw Dee Dee, uh, and we uh, we don't. I don't think we see her again until she's pregnant. Yeah, and so uh, I looked up the writers. I can't remember their names, yeah. but the two writers that start this is where they get their start. So I couldn't find anything oh, else yeah. about them. So whoever the writers are, I apologize for not knowing your name off the top of my head, but yeah. uh, this is where they get their start was on this episode. Yeah. So it's a really good I'll, episode, uh, and this this, uh, this I'll have that information for the next episode. Introduces us to a lot of characters that we see throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, absolutely. And then Cotton, too. Cotton's fabulous. And I'd like everybody it. to know that the horse was never found. Never found. Yeah. Still trotting away. The horse is running around. So if you're it? sitting on Rainy Street and you hear those ghostly gallops, you might want to go go out, go outside and call your uh, your local horse rental facilities. <laughs> call your local horse, horse rental, rental facilities. facilities. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think of a better I can't think of a better way to end it uh, than uh, call your local horse rental facility. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. It's been fun. Absolutely, women time. We'll see you guys next time. Women time later. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Argentina. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.